Zine Talk, powered by zinebymccard.com. Zine Talk is a conversational fashion series powered by zinebymccard.com, hosted by editor-in-chief Makara Reed. Ladies, there is nothing like a designer creating clothing that makes a woman look and feel graceful, independent, yet kind. We definitely need to have a sense of kindness in how we present ourselves. The designer joining me on this episode shares her career transitioning into her passion, re-questioning articles of clothing, and being okay with being you. Please welcome Shara King. Hi, thank you so much for being on the Zine. I really, really loved your two opening pieces at the show mm-hmm. for Fashion Institute of Technology, Future of Fashion. I just really wanted to have you on the Zine. How are you doing today? Thank you so much for having me. I'm wonderful. Um, it's, it's a flight that was so long ago, but that was such an exciting like highlight of the culmination of like four years of going through school and um just having that um, was wonderful. What got you into doing fashion design? Did you always know that you wanted to be a fashion designer or did you just mm-hmm. have like a special moment? Well, I kind of always was the artistic kind of child. Like I always wanted to do like craft and art, not specifically fashion. I think it's because of where I'm coming from. There isn't this whole thing like fashion, the fashion industry isn't similar to what it is here. So it's not like a like being a fashion designer isn't like a normal career mm-hmm. um, as it would be in this country. But having grown up in the Philippines, it was just kind of I just loved the arts. I just made I just loved like creating something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And so I was always into crafts and things like that. But eventually, I did have to go into business school because that's what my parents wanted, and I did really thoroughly enjoy business school. And I was on the law school track when I studied abroad in Paris one semester when I was in business school. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I just saw this completely different world that was so like beautiful and wonderful to me. And so after I graduated that, instead of going to law school, I just jumped into fashion design. Hmm, that's a very, very like interesting background. I mm-hmm. see that you was like studied abroad and I kind of mm-hmm. saw that you were like doing like legal management and marketing. Yeah. What was it like, you know, the fashion industry in the Philippines? Like, how different mm. is it? So I can't speak for how it is currently, because when I was growing up, it was kind of very, like, westward facing. We kind of always preferred things and brands that are imported. And we always, it's like we valued more of, like, imported Western, European, American fashion and kind of looked to them more and didn't really have our own brand that really started in the Philippines and was well embraced by the population. Mm-hmm. But I can see that now there's so many young emerging designers that are like born and raised in the Philippines. Everything is made, not maybe not made in the Philippines, but it is very, it is much, much stronger than what it is. It is not as widespread as it is here. There's still a big amount of like imported goods, imported clothes that people look up to. Mm-hmm. But I would say with a few people that I know that are in the industry in the Philippines, it's kind of up and coming. Artists like celebrities back home in the Philippines are slowly embracing homegrown talent. And I think that is just spectacular because 
having lived in the United States for like five years, this is when I actually do realize the importance of really just having your own culture and kind of having your image be shaped by that and not just looking towards the West or looking towards people that your culture might have assumed to be better than their own. And now, like, having lived here, I'm like, I'm even more fortunate than I was when I was living there. Do you feel like social media has, like, played a part mm. in, you know, the Philippines getting more exposure? Right, yes, 100%. I think Facebook and Instagram specifically are such a big part of the, like, daily lives. Mm-hmm. And especially within the younger generation or 20s and people in the 20s and 30s, um, that's really kind of how to get the word out there is through social media, through the internet, and just having things shared in different places. And that's really how I get to know a lot of Filipino designers back home as well, because their exposure was through these main channels. Social media has definitely mm-hmm. played a great tool, and I was definitely able to, like, re-look at your looks, the fashion show again. Mm-hmm. And I really love the feminine and streamlined design that you had, like, incorporated mm-hmm. in your design. Like, what was your influence behind, you know, using such great detailing mm-hmm. in those two pieces? Oh, thank you. So my main main concept of that whole collection and that really stemmed from this concept of just as I was born in the Philippines, I was raised there as well, that my family is ethnically Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I moved to Paris to study for a little bit, and then now I'm living in America. So this concept of identity has always been like I've always tried to fit in in category and the whole life I've just been kind of trying to fit in but not quite purely Filipino, not quite purely Chinese mm-hmm. and not quite American and not quite Caribbean. So kind of just like this collection is just embracing all these different cultures and just being okay that you don't have to fully be part of one and that doesn't have the complete identity, your current identity. It could be a mixture of all these make sure a little bit Filipino, a little bit Chinese, a little bit American, whatever. And so that collection, the asymmetry of all the peace came from that kind of way of thinking where it's like you kind of embrace the different, like kind of dealt with like the identity of clothing and kind of re-questioning it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us like, oh, what, what makes a shirt a shirt? You know, it doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to button up like that. Like one of the first books that came out was kind of like a wool waistcoat. So, like, what is is it a jacket? Is, like, is it a belt? It's kind of, like, you cross boundaries of clothing category. That's kind yeah. of how I moved that into that. Yeah, that's a different way to look at it. Because I definitely, when I was just looking at it, especially the first opening piece, I did not, mm-hmm. like, analyze it until now that you're saying it. I'm playing it back in my head. And I'm just like, yeah, I did kind of just wonder, you know, what what is it? But it just was so... Yeah beautifully executed I just Thank you. it didn't cross my mind mm-hmm. do you feel like your your heritage being Filipino and Chinese has mm-hmm. like influenced you to think out mm-hmm. forth outside the box and also yeah. uh, studying abroad in Paris do you feel like that mm-hmm. gives you like an advantage yeah like even my business school upbringing I think it's like trained my brain to think a little differently you know like activating your logic outside of your brain working in conjunction with the creative side of the brain. I think all of these things kind of, this is really where that collection came from, to just the garments being like asymmetric, but at the same time having like a good balance as well. Mm -hmm. And I did use like one of the favorite things that I don't think many people 
saw in the collection was like one of the fabrics that he used was a Filipino fabric, a traditional from back home. His, like, if you remember the first piece, the shoulder piece, it's kind of like a slightly sheer kind of beige in color that's made of pineapple fabric. Mm-hmm. And it is just like a very wonderful, beautiful fabric that we make in the Philippines. We don't use it very frequently in everyday clothes. It's more like a special occasion thing. And the industry is a little slowing down just because of how fast consumerism is. And obviously these things are in like small little rooms. So Do you have to really bring that to light? What is like your favorite part of being a fashion designer? Is it the process of, you know, drawing? Is it sourcing the pieces? Mm. Is it mm. bringing it to life? What is like your favorite part of being a fashion designer? I really love the beginning part of the process of coming from a concept and then really exploring that concept and then exploring it and re-exploring it. And when you, I do love rendering, like it was like, illustrating and sketching and painting is just one of the, my favorite things to do. Mm-hmm. Much more than sewing and actual like creating the garments. I just love conceptualizing it and putting it to paper and coloring it because I feel like you can be more. Yeah, I saw your other like Instagram page and it also had like a lot of sketches and it, it mm-hmm. seemed like you were like kind of consistent on it. But I guess you got mm. kind of caught up on it. But I'm like, yeah, this is this is like really cool how you do the illustration. I thought it yeah. was very very cool. Thank you. I have considered like going into that illustration as like one of the things I do truly enjoy. If you can pick your ideal customer, your ideal mm. woman to wear your piece, what would be the three to five words to describe this woman? Mm. She would be graceful, independent and kind and why would you pick kind i don't know i just feel like having been exposed to different kinds of people in the industry different kinds of cultures and different um just like with growing up in general and having been thrown into the, the working force and and all that it's just one of the things that i feel like like everything else doesn't matter and and kindness i think is one of the like super important things that i really admire I look up to someone like this above or if I'm looking at like a, a model that I aspire to become, those are one of the things that are really important to me. I was thinking more like bold because the pieces mm. are not like conservative. It kind of is on like the daring side and it right. has like different textures. And I feel right. like a woman that's bold would, would definitely mm. wear that. So that's why I asked yeah. why kind. Yeah, I was thinking about that, but I like it only gets three. If I get a fourth one, that would be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you had like a celebrity or a micro influencer to wear your garment, who who would it be? I do. One of the people that I feel like is so beautiful is Olivia Palermo. Mm-hmm. I feel like she is wonderful, and people like Carly Kloss is so great. But I do love the the Eva Chen is one of the people that I love the most because she's mm-hmm. like for a presence in the community but I do would love to get some like CEOs who are into fashion to wear my garments can't like make some of the top of my head right now but to see women who are who don't need necessarily to be in the fashion industry to kind of be bold enough to embrace pieces like that and you did win the Del Ye Chow Critic Award mm-hmm. I'm pronouncing yeah. it right how was it working with, how was it working under yeah. their wings? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
he was so, um, yeah, he was great. He always took the time and didn't make us feel like he was rushing because we only mm-hmm. had a certain number of hours with him every few weeks. So you could tell that he was very into it. He wasn't just there for the sake of being there. You could tell that he was invested and, like, actually cared for what you're doing. And mm-hmm. it was genuinely so interested. That's good. Definitely mm-hmm. good. I'm glad. Congratulations on the award. Definitely. Thank well you. Deserved. You're welcome. So what is next for you? Do you want to be like mm. a, a brand? Do you want to be just a designer that focuses mm. on customized? Like what is next? Right. For you? So right now I can see myself within the like short term goal wise. I would love to work for a brand just for, I don't know, maybe five years. Mm-hmm. And then because I want to really understand how the brand works and how um, the whole process of designing to production. And I feel like being employed in a company would give me a lot of knowledge about that before like blindly just jumping into something mm-hmm. for myself. But in the future, who knows, I might, like after a few years, I might want to do my own brand and I would prefer it to be made in the Philippines, but have it marketed globally based in New York. But I would have, I would love to have the chance to create jobs back home and create a factory there and just coordinate with things back home. Okay. But that's like more long-term goal than short-term. Yeah. If you had a, a chance to pick a brain, who would it be to mm. work underneath? Oof. That the 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 main one would be brands like Celine and Chloe are my two just absolute mm. favorite brands. But they're like Europe-based, so those are just my top two. Okay, that mm. is good. And what do you do for fun, just to like unwind your mind from mm. you know designing and you know sketching and thinking of concepts? Like, what do you do for fun? So one of the things that I love to do, I love to cook and bake. So that's what kind of what I've been doing the past like week that I've been off. I just, I love the whole process of like chopping and prepping and like baking. And I normally like give it away to my friends. I love hosting dinners if I can with my apartment. And I just like love wandering the city too. Just walking around New York City and exploring. Mm -hmm. Getting influence and stuff like that. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Do you feel like FIT was a great school for you to, you know, evolve as a mm-hmm. fashion designer? Yeah, I did thoroughly enjoy my time at FIT. It was, I had wonderful professors that um, really pushed me, especially my thesis professors. Mm-hmm. I did really appreciate all the effort that she kind of put into myself as with my other classmates. And it was it's a great school that people know about. And I feel like when you say you graduated from FIT, it holds some kind of ground within the people in the industry. Yeah, I definitely will look forward to seeing more of your work. I'm definitely mm-hmm. was like very wowed by, you know, like I said, the first two looks. I thought they were very great and Thank everything. You. So congratulations. I hope you Thank you well. so much. And where will you like be based out of? Um, I preferably I'm like in New York City right now and I'm looking for jobs within the city. But we'll see where opportunities come and I'm not opposed to like moving if a great opportunity comes along, but for now, primarily, I am hoping to be in the city. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, it was so nice to talk to you. Thank you so much yeah. for being on the Zine. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Doing what your heart wants is the most fulfilling thing anyone can do in their lifetime. And that is exactly what Shara King did once she completed her law and business degree. 
it's never too late to go after your dreams, especially when it comes to fashion. If you guys want to check out Shara King's work, please log on to Instagram. Her Instagram is King Shara, which is K-I-N-G-C as in cat, I-A-R-R-A. If you want to get in contact with me, my Instagram is Makara, M underscore I underscore K underscore A underscore R underscore A. Or if you want to follow Zine by Makara for more other dope independent emerging young brands and designers, please hit up Zine by Makara. Or you could just log on to the website, which is zinebymakara.com. Until next time, thanks for tuning in. Zine Talk. Zine Talk, powered by zinebymakara.com.